Hey everybody, what's good? I am Steve Discourse, and this is the White Savior Complex. I want to welcome you here. I'm I'm so happy you're listening. I'm happy you're ready to take on this work. I'm happy you're ready to put yourself in uncomfortable spaces. And it's important right off the bat to to say that these are going to be uncomfortable spaces. Because we're going to have to get into it, and I'm going to have to say things that are uncomfortable. I'm going to have to say things that are going to sound confrontational. I'm going to say things that are going to seem like an attack, like a criticism. Sometimes they will be criticisms. But this work that we're going to take on, this journey that we're going to embark on, is a critical self-examination at its heart. That's what it's about. We're not going to be here to ask someone else to explain themselves to us. We're not going to be here to find someone who can explain the world so that it makes sense to the framework that we're bringing to the table. So that it jibes with our rationale, with the way we're used to thinking and analyzing the world. This is going to be a critical self-examination journey. And so that's what I want to explore today is the mindset that we need to approach these conversations. How do we prepare ourselves so that when we're seeking information or when we're going to engage in a conversation with someone, we are coming at it with the right perspective? Because so much of the issues related to racism systemic racism, institutionalized racism, white supremacy, whatever word we want to use. So much of it comes from the fact that we never have to interrogate it. We never have to face this in our daily lives because for the most part, our daily lives just sort of operate as a default in a way that for other folks is not true. Anyway, um... Man, I didn't mean to open that can of worms because that's going to be a whole episode in and of itself. What I wanted to say right now is if you're new to this space, to this issue, to confronting it, to unpacking it, to learning about it, it has to be said that while you're here now, even with the best intentions, you are late just late it's okay maybe it's not but it's okay you're here now but an early step in this process is going to be humbling ourselves and in this instance we have to humble ourselves and our ego and our heart you know our heartfelt intentions to understand that we have had opportunities before this to come to the table and face these conversations. Our older siblings have had times before we had times to come to the table and face this. Our parents and grandparents have had many times they could have came to the table to face this and so on for hundreds of years in this country. So we are all late 
but we're here. So that's good. And if you're coming to the table in 2020, you have to understand, you have to humble your pride and really understand however you got here, if you're coming here in 2020, this is one of the, no, this is probably the moment of the highest fear and anger and tension in a lot of folks' entire lives. This is a time when folks' emotional bandwidth is heavily burdened. People are stretched thin, whether just to cope with the things we've been experiencing in the last week of May, 2020. Patience is thin. Bandwidth is limited. And we want to learn, but this is a terrible time, you know, to to butt in and say, hey, excuse me, can you just break that down real quick for me? Because I don't know, I'm, I just got here. So I I don't know. I don't know what's going on, you know, and what you're doing or what you're saying. I I just, it doesn't make sense to me. So just break that down. There's too much on folks' plates right now, especially black people. I'm not sure what it is about this moment in time, but more white people are chiming in, piping up and with good intentions or bad intentions or combative intentions, they are engaging on these conversations in a way that I, I, I haven't had the opportunity to do this much work in a time of, of, of upheaval. Uh, and that's not a good thing. Um, but so even from, even for me who I can, I can tap out anytime I can unplug and I can go watch a show and go about my business and go to work. You know, there's, doesn't involve me. Doesn't have to. I can walk away and tell myself it doesn't, which is what a lot of us have been doing until this moment. And that's why we're at the table. So this is chaotic. It might be scary to you. It might just be confusing to you in this moment, but you got to understand now is not the time to be asking questions. People have too much on their plates. So you're going to have to take all of your observational skills, maybe some research skills, and whatever information you can collect, take it, be happy with it, and sit with it. If you ask a question and you don't like the tone or you think someone misunderstood or they didn't, they don't get where you're coming from or whatever, makes the information or the response you've gotten not sit quite well with you, you just have to accept that. Because frankly, if you're asking these questions and anybody stops and takes the time to respond to you, that's big. That's big. Because historically, for a lot of black folks, you know, the the sort of 
the sort of trope is like, uh, they're not here to answer our questions, right? They're not here to educate, you know? And, and a lot of times this is in the sense of your black coworker or that one friend or whoever it is, right? They're not here to answer your questions in the office at lunch because you're just like, what's the deal with black people, right? Or what's the deal with this thing? Nobody has to take that on, that role of educating you. And to be honest with you, a lot of people are voluntarily taking it on. They're called writers. Okay? They write books, blog posts, movies, instruction manuals and textbooks. I mean, there is no limit to the amount of black people voluntarily educating us if we go out and seek it. And so that's why the person sitting next to you doesn't want to take away from their own life and the things on their mind to educate you on something that, as I said at the beginning, we're late on. And part of the reason they don't want to take on the, the task of educating you, the person you know, right in front of them, is because a lot of times for white folks, due to the nature of our society that has set up whiteness as sort of a, a default, an invisible, natural default that you can deviate from. You can be a black person or you can be Latino or Hispanic or, you know, whatever other races sort of we think are out there, you know. Because we're not used to thinking of ourselves as only one part, one pie slice in an entire, you know, pie chart of all the perspectives out there. Sometimes we ask questions that don't acknowledge that, that we are only looking at it from one angle. We feel like this is just life, right? This is just the world and we're just, we see something that doesn't sync up and so we're trying to understand it. But it does sync up. It syncs up from any number of other perspectives, but maybe just not ours. And so we may ask a question and we may get a response and we're like, well, no, that, what? That still doesn't, no, that doesn't answer my question or you, you didn't really, maybe you're assuming something about me. Let me, you know, let me just clarify my background or, you know, we, we find these reasons to say, hold on, that didn't sit right. Let me just keep needling at it. Right. Because I just want to get the right answer. I just want to learn. But that in and of itself can be exhausting. So we've got to understand that we're on an information-finding mission and a critical self-examination mission. These conversations can't be, you know, rhetorical exercises where someone needs to convince us. You know, these are not debate class. If we have a question, ask it. Okay. If we get a response, perfect. Take that response, put it in your pocket, Walk over there and sit at a table and sit with that response and see what you can do with it. Because that response, because look, so much of the, the, the conversation of racism and, um, you know, white privilege and white supremacy in, in America is, is really rooted in the experiences of black people. And of course, experiences are, are subjective. You know, there is not really much objective truth. If we're willing to accept that, you know, 
systems of oppression have been set up to favor white people against black people. If that's what, if, if we're willing to at least concede that, and that's why we're at the table to understand better, then we have to put a lot of weight on the experiences, on the feelings and emotions of black people who experience that on a daily basis. That's what we're here to do. We're here to learn folks' hearts, use that as a filter for what we see in the world, and then figure out what, what the solution is. We are not the filter in this conversation. If, if something doesn't make sense to you because you're trying to filter it through your experiences and your rationale, then we're going about it wrong. Because these are phenomenon that have been happening for hundreds of years in this country that we have typically as a whole been willfully ignorant about. So we can't come to this table as we might, you know, almost any other political issue. You know, you want to talk about the economy, you want to talk about who should get health care and what's the best way to give health care to Americans. We can all kind of go about our lives, go to work, go to jobs, vote, this and that, come to the table and have a debate about what we think is the right answer. But due to the nature of white avoidance of this issue, we cannot sit down at a table in that way. Not yet. It takes practice, it takes study, and it takes a lot of hard work. And it's, it's an ongoing thing. It's not an achievement that you unlock. It's, it's, a, a, it's, a way of, it's a way of thinking. It's a way of, on a regular basis, being able to develop the, the sixth sense to go, hold on, wait a second. What was that judgment? What was that assumption I just made? You know, because we're going to keep doing it. I do it. I, look, I've been engaged in this work almost my entire life. It's something I have to do on a regular basis. I have to check my privilege. I have to catch myself when I'm making assumptions to realize that that assumption is is impossible for other folks. So it's not to say that anything black person we talk with or read is giving us the 100% truth or complete fact. But you've got to understand we're students here. And so we can't expect everything to make sense immediately. But we have to be honest in taking folks in good faith about their experiences and about their wisdom and their knowledge, their expertise. And if things seem contrary to your life experiences uh, or, or to even to, to your logic, which we would think, okay, I mean, but logic is logic. So if someone's saying something that doesn't make sense, it just doesn't make sense, right? No. So much about values and priorities and logic is subjective. So we collect information. We learn and then we ask ourselves where we fit into that information or where that information applies to us. 
And if the shoe fits, wear it. You know, I, I've been saying that a lot to people. Because the best I can do when I'm educating folks is to give them my observations, to give them my experience and explain to them what the situation is in general, you know? Because, again, we're talking about an entire nation, an entire culture, a society of issues, of people, of actors, right? And so if I say something or someone else tells you something or you read something that triggers you personally, this is not about you or me. This is a person doing their their God's honest best attempt to explain the world, to explain a phenomenon. And it has nothing to do with you or me. But we feel implicated. We feel named sometimes. And we feel inclined now to, to pipe up and to say, well, hold on. That's not, I, that's not what I meant. Or that's not me. Like, you don't know, you know, maybe you don't know my background. So let, you know, let me explain. No. These are, in general, truths and wisdom developed over time on a grand scale. And so don't put that shoe on. Don't attempt to put it on and then explain to other folks why it doesn't fit you. I mean, please, if somebody didn't call you out by name, just listen to it and take it. And, and then the question is, why do I feel triggered by that? And you might not get the answer today. You can't explain it. The person who just triggered you is not going to be able to explain that. But over time, as you learn more, you'll go, oh, I was actually really guilty of that. And that's why I felt attacked. Or you might say, oh, I see. Okay, this. you see how that statement or that claim fits into a larger picture and then you understand that it just didn't make sense things weren't clear I didn't know a lot of other things but now I see what's going on here you know and so that was maybe seemed like a threatening kind of comment or combative you know confrontational but because of my newness my naivete I was off put by it this work is all about growth personal growth it's not about it's not like other political issues where we can read a, a bill that's being proposed and we can look at some politicians track record and we can look at some statistics and studies this for white people is as much about individual and personal growth as it is about understanding in some objective sense. So that's where I want to leave it today. Again, this is going to be hard work and, and it's going to be triggering. But if you are not uncomfortable in these conversations, if you, if you are thinking that you're doing the right thing and these right things do not make you uncomfortable, then I, I don't think you're doing it right. And that's all right. We can learn. But you got to be open. You got to be willing to come to the table 
as a blank slate or come with your own chisel and then start knocking pieces of yourself off until we can get down to what we really need to. So until the next episode, sit on my words, reflect on them, see how they sit with you. And uh, tweet me if you have any comments or responses, if you have questions. I'm at Steve Discourse on Twitter. I'm at Steve Discourse on Instagram as well, but uh, you know Twitter is a little bit easier to interact with as far as you know conversation and things like that. So reach out if you want some resources. I can recommend some things. Let me know what you're going through. Let me know what's on your mind. And uh, we'll continue doing this work together, and uh, we're going to make it. So thank you again. I appreciate you listening uh, and taking on this work. I'm Steve Discourse, and that's the White Savior Complex.